The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Mulch. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. So today's podcast continues along in our AI use case series, where we look at how AI, machine learning, and cognitive technologies are being applied to different industries so that we can see how they're being used and perhaps inspire us. If we're in those industries, we can see what is happening in that industry. But even if we're not, we can be inspired and see how it's put to practical use. So as we mentioned, we find that many of our listeners and customers at Cognolytica are looking to implement AI and finding these use cases. So today we're going to look at how AI is being used to help transform the education industry. Anyone who's ever learned, and I'm guessing that that's all of you listening to the podcast, know that learning is not a one-size-fits-all approach. What works for one person may not work for the next person. This is why there's a lot of vendors in the industry who have seen the huge potential for AI technologies to assist with learning and education. It's estimated that the total market of artificial intelligence and education will be $6 billion by 2024, which is just a few years away. And the use of AI in the education industry will grow by 47.5%, so almost 50% through 2021. In this podcast, we want to spend some time exploring various use cases on how we're seeing AI currently being used in education. Mm-hmm. And we might think of education first and foremost being for the young, the K through 12, and of course, maybe the higher education in college, but actually education happens throughout your life. And so a lot of these things that we're going to be talking about are both in sort of the formal education environments where you go to school and the university, but also in the informal education where people are trying to learn languages and other things. AI is being very helpful there. And one of the ways that we're seeing it being used is automating and speeding up the tasks of the teacher. This is the augmented intelligence application of AI in education. So as you know, teachers have a long list of responsibilities and things that they must do, including creating lesson plans, you know, grading homework, evaluating essays, responding to inquiries from their students and the parents, and dealing with parent-teacher conferences is, of course, in the for the younger-aged ones. But if you remember college as well, you have, you, know, you have advisors and teaching advisors. You have to do those things, which may not necessarily be part of what you want to do as a teacher, but things you must do. Those are the non-instructional tasks. So we see AI is helping with many of these activities, you know, freeing up the teacher's time and allowing them to focus on things that require the personal touch. So, for example, we see AI systems automatically helping with grading of math and science exams, helping with perhaps a conversational assistant to provide sort of the more routine guidance, like, you know, when is my homework due? <laughs> provide some other assistance there, providing some guidance on work projects, and even helping with some reading and writing assignments. The whole idea here is that this is the providing, it's almost like the customer support application of AI, right. but as applied to education. We're also seeing AI technologies being used as interactive tutoring. So as I mentioned earlier, you know, education is not a one-size-fits-all approach, and what works for some students may not work well for other students. So in particular, many K-12 through classrooms struggle with adequately serving students of varying ability levels. Public schools in particular, they have stretched budget and staff, which makes it hard to provide individualized attention to each student and make sure that basic concepts are being mastered and understood before you move on to the next concept or the next lesson plan. They typically grow on each other, and if a student doesn't understand you know, some basic concepts, they're just going to struggle the entire way through. But 
teachers and budgets are strapped. You know, sometimes one teacher needs to handle 30 kids and you just can't spend the time that you need on each student. So we're starting to see AI-powered tools that are helping to fill this gap. And it's allowing for customized tutoring and study programs that are able to individually help these students that are struggling with these concepts. AI tools are also creating adaptive learning features and personalized instruction. So they let each student learn at their own manner that best suits them and their own time frame as well. Everybody can learn on their own pace without impeding other students. So this helps for both students that are falling behind, but it also helps for students that want to be pushed and, you know, move forward with their studies and with something harder to work on. You can't always do that if you need to kind of focus on the masses. So in the past, private tutors were seen as a luxury. That's something only, you know, a few people could afford. You need to make sure that you have that kind of discretionary income. However, now with these AI technologies, we're really seeing... We hope you're enjoying this podcast and sorry for the brief interruption. Cognolytica not only produces the AI podcast that you're listening to right now, but we also generate research and advisory to help companies make sense of AI and cognitive technologies. We also run the most authoritative vendor-neutral AI and machine learning training and certification on the market. If you're looking to make AI a reality for your organization, our three-day Cognolytica training is for you. If you're interested in attending, you can find pricing and registration on our website at Cognolytica.com. We'll also provide a link in the show notes. We've met many of our podcast listeners in our classes, and we hope that we'll see you there as well. Now back to the podcast. We're really seeing that, you know, almost all children can now get this personalized attention that they need to help them be the best students that they can be. Yeah, I mean, this idea of sort of the tutor, sort of what we see maybe not in the educational environment. We have these AI assistants, Mm -hmm. right, that help medical people do their jobs better, that help lawyers do their jobs better. Accountants. We've talked about this in some of our other use cases where it's like this assistant will say, did you check this and do you need help with this? (laughs) Or this policy change. Did you make sure that you remember that before you entered this data in? Yeah, so it should be used in education. So it's a great idea. So in addition to those sort of assisted, augmented tools, we're also seeing the increase increased use of voice assistance as augmented tools in the education environment. Now, if you've been listening to our AI Today podcast, you might recall that we had a podcast interview with John Rome at the Arizona State University, and they told us about how they're using Amazon Alexa devices as voice assistants that they give to their incoming freshmen to help them get the content that they need that's usually associated with the student guidebook, you know, that big, thick thing you'd lug around, which, of course, would also get obsolete (laughs) (laughs) as the courses change and things change. So what they did is they basically, for those that haven't listened to the podcast, we're going to link to it in our show notes, of course, freshmen can ask questions questions to the voice assistant to ask things like, you know, when are certain classes, you know, where are the various amenities for the university, maybe some trivia about the university, like the fight song, I think was in there. But also they found that the students themselves were sort of building on top of the device because these things can be augmented by additional people. And they were building additional skills that these ASU students were using to create more specific content. So in general, what we're finding is that these voice assistants are being used more and more in classrooms, which is interesting to have sort of like the teacher and the AI assistant and then like a voice assistant used in the classroom. We haven't necessarily seen evidence of that being used widely in the education environment because it could possibly be a little disruptive too. But I don't think we're far away from the point where we will have the voice assistant, which will basically be the teacher sidekick or maybe used in the home environment when you're at home and maybe you have a skill that's very specific to your school and say, okay, I'm going to download my school's Alexa app or Google Home app or Microsoft 
Cortana. We're not trying to be brand specific here, but like you know, you download it and it basically provides that additional tutoring at eight, nine o'clock at night or seven o'clock in the morning, whenever you like to do your homework, right? Yeah. Well, also, if anybody knows college students, they know that they don't work and wake up around typical business hours. So, you know, they may not wake up until noon and then they go to bed at midnight. Well, if they want help getting, you know, basic questions answered about when student services are open, stuff like that, you can't always call in between nine to five and expect that you're going to get your answer. Students just, they don't always work on that kind of time frame. So in particular, Arizona State cited that they had greater student satisfaction and higher usage of available facilities because they were able to take this voice assistant and enable it with, you know, various knowledge and information that they needed. So it's good to know your audience, too. If I'm staying up at 10 o'clock, I'm not going to be able to call somebody. There you go. Another way that we're seeing AI technologies being used in education is around creating hyper-personalized educational content. AI can act as a personalized learning companion, adapting to each student's individual learning styles. Various natural language processing technologies are able to condense and summarize text into smaller, more digestible study guides. So it's able to take an entire textbook and break it down into smaller digestible sections that students can use instead of, you know, maybe feeling overwhelmed looking at an entire chapter. There are some startups that are creating study guides that we call it kind of like the Cliff's Notes of today, where it's able to come up with chapter summaries, exercises, even practice tests, flashcards, notes that the student can use to help them study. So this kind of smart content allows students enhanced learning of options that weren't currently available before. And some of these platforms even are able to provide feedback to professors and teachers for real-time insights into where their students struggle or excel in certain subjects. So the teacher knows to maybe pull back and spend a little bit more time on this one particular area because a lot of students are struggling. Or, you know, maybe traditionally there was an area where a lot of students struggled, but this class isn't, so the teacher can move forward forward at a faster pace than he or she typically would have. Uh-huh. Now, this area is something we've actually had firsthand conversations with people at some of these large textbook educational yes. content companies whose names we will not mention here. And it is clear that they are aware of the fact that AI and machine learning and just hyper-personalization and, and sort of on-demand content, all that stuff is definitely going to change the textbook industry, mm-hmm. which has, I don't want to say it's been unchanged for hundreds of years, but basically it sort of dominated the classroom learning experience, right? And there's definitely a business model that goes along with it. And this has the potential to disrupt that whole industry. So if those of you who are listening who are in the educational content business should be aware of the fact that this move towards hyper-personalization, on-demand content generation will most likely five years from now really have a big impact. And another thing that's important to note is that, you know, Ron and I came from the era where we learned through physical textbooks, but will my children And so will they be used to this where, you know, they're like, mom, what's a textbook that's paper? This is crazy. And then take that into continuing learning where we said this isn't just for the classroom, but this is for corporations and beyond. So, you know, 30, 40, 50 years from now, is that going to be expected that it's like, no, I don't learn from a textbook. No, I don't learn from a book. Mm -hmm. It's these online interactive AI enabled technologies that are helping me learn. And this is now the norm for all types of learning. Yeah, you'll have personalized content. It's interesting how this... Well, maybe we'll loop into this near the end of our conversation to see how this might change education in general. But we definitely see big impacts here. Sort of more on the more straightforward side, you know, the administrative side of managing education. 
you know, the thing about AI technologies is not being used just in that classroom environment, even, as I mentioned earlier, to help teachers prepare for their classroom environment. But we're starting to see, especially at the higher education and primary school levels, at the private institutions, they're really dealing with a lot of administrative burdens, especially around, you know, budgeting and dealing with enrollments and the whole application volumes. There's actually a whole crisis going on right now about college admissions. We won't talk about that. But basically, you know, the challenge of dealing with that, right, and struggling to handle this application and admissions process in the higher education space especially. And filtering through this large pool of potential students is time-intensive, tedious, and error-prone. And now I could probably say prone to bias for people making decisions for who knows what reasons why certain people are being admitted and certain people are not. That's all coming to light now. So, of course, what role can AI play here? You know, can AI help simplify all that? And the answer, of course, is yes, right? We're starting to already see this. You know, the universities and higher education institutions are using AI-based systems that borrow from human resources, HR job application systems, which is very similar. You know, the whole finding uh, candidates that are a good fit for the job at hand and dealing with narrowing that pool and, and doing all the evaluation criteria. I think we spent some time talking about that, perhaps in podcasts, but definitely in some infographics and some research and writing that we've done. So these tools can automatically winnow the candidates down to the desired batch that fits the certain application criteria and automate some of the other aspects, the information gathering, perhaps collecting the essays, if there's essays, or dealing with the interviews. And this way, we're really seeing AI helping not just provide this augmentative role that helps you know deal with the administrative burdens and all this sort of stuff, perhaps maybe even helping with issues of bias and helping to eliminate some of the black box that is admissions decision-making, right? Especially in higher institutions. So we see AI being used as an augmentative intelligence approach primarily with its role in education and helping teachers. We don't see it replacing teachers. These AI technologies can add capabilities where they either didn't exist before, such as the case with content summarization technology, or where there was high human labor required. And it can be used for more personal interaction with each student. So we went through a few examples of how that's possible. We did a podcast recently on the concept of hyper-personalization, where you're really looking at each individual instead of putting them into buckets and groups and making generalizations about people. Will we get to the point where each student has their own curriculum for the year and we can hyper-personalize that content for each student in the particular ways that that student learns best with learning styles and curriculum materials? So, for example, say that, you know, you have a student who's excelling in reading but is struggling in math. Well, and maybe, you know, they are well above their peers. They're reading one, two grade levels ahead and there's nobody else that can be in a reading group with them. Well, typically in the past, teachers don't have the capacity to have 10, 15 different reading groups. They might only have three. So that student's getting bored in the highest reading group. Well, could they now have this hyper-personalized approach where the student can interact with their AI-enabled learning assistant and be able to read two, three grade levels ahead? Similarly with math, you know, either if you're behind or ahead, when you don't fit within, you know, that bell curve, you're an outlier on there, that's where you can start to struggle as a student because you feel that you're not being challenged enough and that can lead you to not try as hard or be bored or you feel that you're so far behind you're never going to get caught up and you're so overwhelmed and feel defeated. Now we're starting to see how this technology can be used to help bring everybody forward. Mm -hmm. It's a really interesting question to talk about the future of education 
education. It's interesting how many times now we're actually talking about the future of education. Yeah. Even in our training classes, we've been having these sort of sidebar conversations about it. There's a lot of things wrapped up into it. It's when you talk about the higher education, it's the cost of education, and of course debt, and of course the other side of it, which is employment, which is usually tied to education, is the employment there, and how is the because when you talk about AI, we talk about the changing workforce, and it kind of all kind of comes together. But when you're thinking about it at the earlier stages, I know that here in the United States, some school districts are starting to experiment with the idea of having year-long school, where basically in the U.S. the way it works is like you have like your fall semester or term, whatever, and then you have winter break, and then you have your spring, and you got the spring break, and then you have the rest of it, and then you have summer break, which is like two months or something like that, two and a half months, right? It's ten normally week, ten weeks, something sometime like that. in June to the end of so August, August, beginning of September. September. And there have been a lot of people, obviously what happens usually during the summers, you got that summer slump. You know, they kind of don't, they're not, their brains aren't really focused on education. They're focused on other things and they, they slump. And so some schools are experimenting with the idea of sort of regular, just having school all year and just taking regular breaks. Like, you know, two months on, a couple weeks off, two months on, a couple weeks off. If you think about it that way, especially with what we've just been talking about with hyper-personalized content, the idea of the grade system, like school grades, kind of doesn't make sense anymore. You're like, okay, first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade. If everybody's on a hyper-personalized track and school is kind of going on all year, then basically you're just in school and your curriculum continues to adapt as you adapt. And you just have to make sure that you're meeting whatever the expectations are by the times you're supposed to. But you should be because if you have hyper-personalized content, it's helping you where you're weak and it's basically accentuating where you're already doing well. So I'm wondering if these things start to really work. Like, obviously, if they're proving to work in reality, that people will be like, well, you're just in school. Our job is to just maximize that. You're in school, and then the teachers kind of are there to help you with subjects. It's interesting to see how that might change. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that there's still that personal touch to school. So there's still peer interaction, and there's still music and gym class and recess that you do want to interact with peers mm -hmm. who are probably around your age. So I don't know that the idea of, like, the grade will go away, but maybe you're just on that journey with people similar in age, but not necessarily similar academically. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I was just saying that AI and all this stuff that it enables can enable this change. Just like we were talking about with self-driving cars, it's funny, the implications may not necessarily be obvious. When you talk about self-driving cars, of course, you think about cars on the roads, but how does that impact houses? And how does it impact you know, the elderly? It's the same sort of thing. You know, It's moving to this, how does this uh, impact all that? So it's worth talking about because it allows us to think about these broader ways in which AI, machine learning, and cognitive technologies are being applied. Listeners, we hope that you enjoyed this podcast. This is part of our AI Use Case Series podcasts. There's others in the series that you may want to listen to as well. I'll make sure to link those in the show notes. So listeners, thanks for listening to this podcast, and we'll catch you at the next podcast. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter, and more please visit our website at Cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica, all rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.